Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello everybody, what a week has been. Well, basically, because I'm based in UK, as you probably know, uh, we just have a general election. And the election really is, um, last Thursday, has been a, um, an eye-opener, and um, I, which I'm going to talk a bit more later on. And also, we have, for the week, um, suddenly on Friday, uh, a lot of messages coming out from US. And now, uh, so as I can see, understand, um, the US is not putting on the extra tariffs on the Chinese goods. Uh, which is supposed to become uh, effect today. And what is basically so fascinating this week is um, how people actually see sort of, you know, manipulating the market, accounting through news and stuff. Like, for example, for um, um, the UK election, um, there was a lot of, you know, different you know, uh, advertisement about the elections from the different parties and so forth and everybody was sort of watching it and uh, basically mostly to, to the pounds against other uh, currencies and also the the uh, FTSE 100 the U- UK index and then you sort of see uh, uh, over the, the the week before Thursday um, the, the basically the pound dropping down a little bit but you know, mainly quite strong because everybody and his dog seems to think the conservative is going to win and possibly win quite big as well. So the the pounds have gone up quite strongly, and uh, which I noted last week as well. And effectively, um, going up in that little range, ready to break out. And um, basically, um, that that's how it was. But then the um, uh, you you the Vusi one hundred basically not doing much. It's relatively you know going sideways, and uh, it's sort of under cloud, so to speak. Even though there's a lot of talks of possible conservative uh, big uh, having a big majority, um, the Vusi uh, index don't seems to agree with it, which I mentioned last week in an update as well. So um, and along the way, and you basically see the. The, the British pound tried to break, you know, from out, out of his uh, recent trading range, and nothing much seems to happen. And then on Thursday, on the actual election day itself, um, which basically uh, so I was watching the market, just have a look to see how, how things are. You see the um, both the, the, the U.S. against I mean, the British pound against U.S. dollar and against the Japanese yen has gone down, right from about 9.30, 10 o'clock. Um, it reached, I mean, uh, for the U.S. dollar, uh, pounds again, U.S. dollar, it reached a 133, uh, one, no, 132 something, 122.50, and then come back down again against the um, British pound against the yen, it was a 142 or something, those kind of areas, and then come back down again, a 143. Um, throughout the whole day, whole day, the, gradu- uh, the um, British pounds gradually against other currencies coming down slowly, slowly, slowly. So against the US dollar, it was uh, going down back to like 130.50 area, which is very close to my uh, 280 or stop loss level. And uh, against the Japanese yen, it's gone down to 141 or something, uh, 142 areas. So it was relatively quiet and uh, as if the market very worried that um, the the um, conservative is not going to have a big majority. We really really worry about it. And right on the top around half nine evening. So so what happened is about ten o'clock, 
UK's uh, polling station is going to close. And traditionally, what the um, basically from BBC News as well as other uh, UK-based uh, uh, news channels will basically come up with some sort of exit poll. And the BBC one is mostly the the the, the good one, so to speak. And uh, everybody sort of watching it at ten o'clock the other day. So, but I was watching the whole event. Uh, so on the news, I saw on the internet, and watching the price of um, British pound move- movements, and see around half nine, suddenly, really suddenly, something um, triggered the, um, the the pounds movement, and then against the yen and against the US dollar, it's gone back up, not just gone back up, but actually go to the top of the recent range and a bit more, basically a bit more, and then when the exit poll comes at ten o'clock, the market basically gone quite like five minutes and it jumped. And uh, uh, there's a uh, big majority, I think, conservative get 80 plus more seats than all these have uh, previously or something like that. And um, they they basically said, I mean, the Expo said, predicting a, a big conservative majority. And the pound against yen against US dollar just stood up. Right up to um, against the dollar is 134, and then slowly creep up to 134 and come back down a bit again. And then for uh, British pound against the yen, it gone up to one four five, then one four seven, very close. I think reach one four eight, and then come back down again. So um, this is a type of things that you sort of see quite um, this, because I'm quite uh, what you call um, skeptical about the financial market. Somehow something uh, seems to, or someone in the market seems to know something. Uh, well before the exit poll and go into the market and push everything out or or the other way around we also see is maybe the market is actually doing something what we call uh, tree shaking basically shaking off all the weak um, uh, holders so moving the market moving the pounds against the yen against the dollar to its lower 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 recent low uh, floor area and then suddenly you know before the, the market turns uh, somehow they know when, and they go back in big time, and the market just jump back up again. It happens time and time again. It's not just on shares or currencies, a lot of other trades as well. And I just see that manipulation happening. I just wondering, it's like, how the hell people know so half an hour beforehand to go into the market, push the British pound, for example, against the USD from one thirty fifty up to one thirty three fifty. You know that area is like two or three cents suddenly. And then obviously gone back up a lot higher, but like, who who knows all this stuff? Some somebody or something. That's why I was skeptical about the the stock market. People say there's no stock market ma- um, manipulation. The market is effect, uh, is efficient. No, the market is full of people trying to make money, uh, legally or illegally. So long as they caught, don't get caught. You know, those things can happen. And then you look at on um, Friday, and you know. The, the news from the, the U.S. Um, um, government, basically, uh, there was some news from Thursday night. Wall Street Journal said uh, the U.S. government is going to uh, uh, have some sort of agreement with the Chinese government, and uh, Chinese going to buy a lot more agricultural products from America, and in doing so, America is going to uh, stop the uh, extra tariffs which is coming on today, and plus roll back some of the tariffs up to fifty percent or something. And then you have uh, Donald Trump comes out and actually said, "Nope, Wall Street Journal um, is talking BS," and actually tweets about that, and said Wall Street Journal talked totally wrong. And then later on, come out and 
And Donald Trump come on his own with his own to say, yeah, we are still talking to the Chinese and there's big things coming. And then some, oh, there's a big deal coming up. And all in the space of like half an hour and move the market. And you can see the 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 market intentionally initially say um, uh, when um, the U.S. Uh, market, the, the Dow Jones moved down like a little bit and then about 100, negative 100 points. When um, when Donald Trump tried to say, you know, the was whatever Wall Street Journal has reported was you know, a lot of hot air, fake news. And then suddenly, uh, after half an hour later, you see there's some, you know, big announcement or some something good is happening. And then actually there was some news coming out, uh, and say, you know, he uh, Donald Trump tweeted against him half an hour later, say, yeah, we got a, a big deal with the Chinese. Chinese got buy a lot more agricultural stuff. We got to roll back, uh, stop the tariff on 15, roll back some of the tariff, and then the market suddenly go up 200 points. Now the market has been a uh, U.S. market it has been uh, sort of expecting some sort of. Uh, um, uh, agreement. I mean, the Donald Trump, like I said a couple of episodes ago, been trying to manipulate the markets through his tweets or his comments, and then you know moving the market down a little bit when everybody thought there was no uh, might not be agreement because I think about a week or two ago he say, oh we're not in a hurry, try to sign a deal. It doesn't really matter. And then now suddenly it's oh we got a big deal over here, that kind of thing. So it's very much like, from my point of view is manipulating the market because I personally feel um, this extra tariff or that's supposed to come on the 15 which a lot of people read about already that it's going to affect not uh, just the normal <coughs> um, business type of uh, imports but also a lot of consumers products like computers laptop iPhones toys and so forth and I personally do not believe that Donald Trump had the guts to actually put it on because uh, it have a lot of detrimental effects because all the um, tariffs they put on so far is very much on the business side. The consumer don't really feel the pinch yet. But if the one on the 15th uh, today, if we have gone on with the extra tariffs, it will really go hurt the consumer's pro- product. But it won't hurt right away because obviously, uh, only this only, uh, as far as I understand, uh, account to if um, the new tariff comes on, so account to new imports coming out. Uh, coming in from China, that kind of thing. But it probably will happen in the next, you know, three to six months. But it definitely, um, if that p- was put on, it uh, will affect the sentiments, especially now it's Christmas. Thanks again, just gone past, and then we have Christmas, and then suddenly uh, Donald Trump is actually saying, "Okay, I'm going to put an extra tariff," and then call Chinese bluff. Um, then um, U.S. market is going to tank, and he was just trying to find an excuse, as far as I'm concerned, to try to not to put on the. Um, the the extra tariffs. Now the tariffs itself, and as far as I can see, whatever you know, the U.S. I mean Donald Trump is talking about with the Chinese. Do we do this deal? I just feel personally that the Chinese always been saying, I will only you know do whatever to to make a trade deal if it's uh, like balance. We respect each other, and you also roll back some of the tariffs. And Donald Trump has been saying for weeks to so say no, we're not going to roll anything back. Very much like U.S. against North Korea. U.S. would demand North Korea do all sort of things first about disarmament, about the new cap- uh, capability of stuff. Then they think about roll back their tariffs. But from U.S. to the Chinese, this doesn't work. Chinese basically stay firm and then calling uh, uh, American buff bluff. And American obviously blink and this is this ends. And uh, um, and also I, I personally believe um, <clears throat> It's just Donald Trump don't have to get so actually roll it forward, okay? So the Chinese know about it. Also, um, the agricultural um, 
uh, vote in uh, in in U.S. is quite big. And if the Chinese can, uh, if the if Donald Trump can get the Chinese to agree some sort of deal to buy more agricultural products, that would be good win for Donald Trump going into the 2020 election. And that seems to be what is happening in, in the case. However, the market, um, the Dow Jones basically tank and come back down, and um, um, basically down by 100 points and go back a couple of 30 points. Very volatile yesterday. But of course, most, uh, I think people uh, were happy that there's some sort of deal and a delay, or not the cancellation of the uh, extra tariff on, on Sunday and today. They were not clear on the exact details. There was just a lot of, you know, Hot air, no, no actual figure. Basically, Americans saying Chinese gotta buy a lot more products, um, agricultural product from um, from US, and um, and and that's more or less it. And the Chinese come out and say, yeah, we gotta buy a lot more stuff, but you know, uh, didn't say how much. Now, Donald Trump in October when the Chinese went to the White House, he would say he just say you know jokingly or not say the Chinese gonna buy committed to buy forty billion or fifty billions of products. Now, but he didn't say anything this time. Effectively, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, what I said previously as well. The Chinese gonna buy some more extra agricultural product because that it used to buy anyway. First of all, they have a very large population. Um, soil beans uh, is basically feeding the, 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 the pigs and then they need a lot of pork and stuff, so, uh, so forth as well. So the Chinese, because of growing appetite, they need to feed its people. So it will be buying anyway. Secondly, um, because of the swine flu, a lot of pigs are dying. So they need to buy extra uh, pork from other countries especially U.S. if it's allowed to, and basically to, to basically fill up the reserve and also, you know, so um, to to supplement what they've lost, so to speak, because they cover a lot of uh, pigs, just like the chicken flu years ago, uh, 2003, those kind of areas. Um, so the Chinese definitely go and buy it, but however, the Chinese, from as far as I'm concerned, when I'm being Chinese myself, um, you're not going to buy 40, 50 billions, whatever the Americans say so. Unless there's actually need to fill its own people, plus you know cover whatever reserve it has been used um, to uh, deplete, deplete it, and to make 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 themselves good again. So it's unlikely buying forty or fifty billion. More like maybe, you know, the maximum last time they bought about twenty uh, billion in one year. They maybe buy thirty billion this time because they have to uh, cover up what they've you know used already in reserve plus extra hogs to feed people because they were, while they try to fight the swine flu in uh, China it still it will take time to build up their poor population again so to speak so it's it won't be um, surprised to see Chinese gonna buy between 30 maybe 35 billion but not around 40 or 50 billion also uh, if the Chinese just gonna buy whatever Donald Trump said the Chinese as far as income concerns, lose face because they already said they only buy whenever the the market needs whatever they then their needs are they will go and buy and they buy from America that's no problem but the amount of how the amount of purchase is not predefined because they don't know themselves yet I don't think they have actually make an idea how much but um, Donald Trump basically come out and say oh you gotta buy all this stuff from us and they try to move the um, maybe move the market but more for me it's more like trying to buy the the uh, the American uh, farmers vote so to speak but there's no substance to say exactly how much when and this 40 let's say let's say 40 billion is it per year that Chinese gonna buy every year or just over two five years period nobody knows but if Chinese was forced to buy 40 billion for example per year 
They probably do it one year, not do it the next, because they don't have that much appetite to actually use it. Where are they gonna put it? Put it in the freezer? You know, if they don't use it, it's gonna get rotten. And food only lasts even you put it in the freezer, last two or three years. What happened after that? So, I think the Chinese are going to buy what is actually needed. Also, during this um, um, trade war that's actually happening, Chinese has been going out other countries to buy soybeans. They've been going to Russia, it's going to Brazil, Argentina to try soybean and pork and stuff around the world. You know, those are just newly established um, agreement to to buy the extra you know culture stuff from other countries, source from other country. They're not going to stop it. They don't care what American might come back and say, uh, buy this or not, or let them buy back or not. Because the Chinese will, will just like the American. Since the Ch- American has made it difficult for Chinese to purchase all this product from America, the Chinese got to move and source uh, from other countries. They're not going to stop it even if the American come back and say, yeah, all tariffs are gone now. Come back and just do business together. They will not go back full-heartedly, in full photo in my view, go to America and buy all this agricultural product because they know that America with Donald Trump in the White House could just basically say, okay, fine. You know, uh, suddenly Trump say, oh, I put on tariff because Chinese didn't do this or do that. They, 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 the Chinese feel very uncomfortable. They're not being protected or guaranteed that there's definitely going to market that uh, Donald Trump might, you know, well, renate on, on, on their promise. Same thing with America. America may think, you know, Chinese gonna renate the, the the promise and the Chinese has always been, you know, say yes, yes, yeah, you do it but you know, take a long time or sometimes just basically don't do it at all. So they would continue to leave the tariffs on, which is which is fair enough. But I as far as I can see is this back and forth tit tattoos and things just more or less to me, it's just find an excuse not to put the tariffs on on the fifteenth because Donald Trump will well known that the tariffs is not actually on the Chinese, on the Chinese exporter. It's the American importer. They have to pay that price when they, uh, the import duties, the extra tariffs, when they import some uh, products from China. And so if they put the extra tariff on, I think the inflation in America is going to go, go up. I'm not living in America, but from what I heard uh, on the internet and read on news, is that there's already quite, you know, quite a bit of inflation on the food prices in, in, in America. I could be wrong, but if this extra tariff is put on top, then there's definitely a lot more inflation going on. So it's not going to help uh, Donald Trump, not going to help America, definitely not help Donald Trump's uh, election, re-election. So this is all like happening. And you can see on, on this What's actually in US and UK and the China deals, all sorts of things coming on last week. It's very busy, but if you step back and look at it, it's like people using all sorts of different tactics to try to manipulate the market, manipulate it for people's fault, manipulate people's feel, and then basically manipulate the market. So it's been very you know, eye-opening as well. So a lot of things going up and down, up and down. So, um, so for me personally, it has been a very profitable week because of the uh, election and uh, and also because my system say go in in fact uh, my system has been saying uh, going into the British pound for quite some time and which I will talk about a bit later on as well today and it just basically is quite uh, um, basically uh, eye-opening for how much uh, people can manipulate the market and um, how, how much people can actually uh, using a system, you have a system and stick to a system, and you can make loads of money quite out of it. And so this week has been a profitable week for me, and I hope it has been a profitable week for a lot of, of you guys as well. So let's go to my next bit, which is basically my portfolio update. Okay, first of the bat is uh, Apple. 
and across the board, um, short term, medium term, and long term is a buy. Um, for uh, Amazon now, um, short term is a sell, like same as last week. Um, medium term is neutral, and long term is a sell. So again, it's a is neutral. Um, I'm sorry, it's similar to last week. What happened is um, the Amazon share price tried to move. Uh, on the side, basically side trend and try to break out the side channel, and um, it try, and especially last week and also this week with the fluctuation in the market, I'm very surprised that Amazon didn't actually move up higher, and especially now it's a festive season, and you expect that you know um, Amazon's going to make a lot of sales and stuff, but share price one seems to be doing the same thing so it's quite quite odd as far as i'm concerned and it did try to break above the the 200 day moving average try to break above stuff but it's just quite promptly come back down in this in a couple of days so so it's just uh, basically sidetracking it's not doing much so quite surprising and it's just continuation what i've been saying last couple of weeks already and usd against the uh, us dollar and in fact uh, usd against the us dollar uh British pound against US dollar, euro against dollar. You, if you look at the charts, it's been trying to go up, and uh, so same thing for the AUD against the Australian dollar against the US dollar. Short term is a buy, medium term change to a buy, long term is still a bit neutral, but the price been very fluctuating. What is basically, um, I think, the, from what I can see, the prices on the um, foreign exchange, you know, some things that have been tracked on this portfolio is that. The American dollar uh, is weakening, and all the others, you know, major currencies seems to be getting strong. The first off the bat, obviously, is the British pound has been doing that for two or three months now. But then I think the euro is now catching up, so it's Australian dollar. So you can actually see if you want, if you got a chart, you know, look at those currency. Um, um, it's on a um upward trend, a slight upward trend. So US dollar um, basically is uh, weakening, uh, weakening across the board and Australian dollar is um, uh, taking advantage of it. So short term, medium term is a buy and long term is neutral. Um, going back to the crude oil and uh, Brent crude and uh, the US crude, um, they more or less short term is uh, both of them are um, buy and long term is buy as well but medium terms um, for the uh, Brent crude, it is a uh, buy, but for the the U.S. crude, is neutral. But again, this has been going sideways, similar to Amazon, but it's trying to break up, go uh, break above the two hundred day moving average, and has been doing so for the past week. So it is doing pretty well, and um, this is in the backdrop of um, Saudi Arabia have uh, floated one that uh, one of the oil company Aram Aramco and um, make quite a lot of money out of it. But the noises coming out from, from the, the news is that um, um, it's not well received from, uh, internationally and it's very uh, opening the, 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 the IPO, so to speak, in just in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia area and, and its neighbors. So um, this against the backdrop of the trade war or continuing with Chinese and um, US and um, of also the um, slowdown of the the world economy, so to speak. So um, the crude oil is not moving up much. It's it, from the chart as so far as we concerned, it's going go up, but um, uh, also from my uh, trend following system. But it's still more or less uh, doing a side side channel uh, uh, pattern. It's trying to break up. So watch out for those. Um, DAX um, in Germany 
uh, in short term is uh, turning back to buy now, and uh, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. Down Jones uh, is buy across the board, but you see the fluctuation last couple of weeks, so to speak. You know, that's not on farm payroll last Friday, and then. Uh, and then you have always uh, Donald Trump's tweeting about things, and it's basically the the price Dow Jones is gets up and down and down. It's still staying upward trajectory, but it's like try to find, I think try to find its top or find a reason to continue, but it's just quite volatile lately. Um, for FTSE 100 in the UK, um, short term is a buy now, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. Obviously, the um, the election has helped. The, the basically not just British pound but also the the index as well. Hopefully, um, this um, Brexit is actually going to happen end of January, and there may be some you know volatility going on. But I think it's a good thing that just personally, if my view is, um, the UK is getting out of uh, Europe and try to make more deals from outside uh, outside Europe. And uh, I think out of all the countries um, within the EU, I think UK is still the best one. Uh, well placed to you know to to go much further than France than Germany. Just just my view, but let's see how it goes. Um, gold on the other hand, uh, not much changed last week. It's still you know gold is uh short term is a sell, medium to long term is neutral, and so it's quite surprising with the fluctuation so much. Uh, with the um, the major indexes in America, UK, and so forth. Um. Um, you have thought gold have gone down quite a lot, but it didn't. It's still just continuous sideways. It's still you know, well above 1440, 1450 uh, area, and just continue that way as if some sort of um, bottom, some sort of base, uh, some sort of support is being built at the moment. So we just go away and see what was happening. But it's quite surprising how I thought gold would just tank, but it's not. It's just going sideways. Uh, Hong Kong index, just like uh, Dan Jones, has been very volatile. I mean, short term is now a buy now from last week. I changed, and uh, medium term is neutral, and uh, long term is also a buy now. So um, it's moving up. So as if like you know, uh, local sort of election happens, state election, um, local council election happens in Hong Kong, and um, things uh, rioting seems to die down a bit. Still, there is rioting, but it's not as bad. And things are, you know, seems to be improving a bit. So um, all the disruption slowly uh, is uh, stopping, not completely yet, but at least it's a lot better. And um, the market seems to be uh, happy in, in Hong Kong, so that seems to be you know, going on as well. Also, uh, uh, Alibaba has gone back uh, to Hong Kong. Um, basically uh, selling shares through there. So that's also positive to Hong Kong as well. Next is Nasdaq. Uh, and similar to Dan Jones, basically, short-term and medium-term, long-term is all a buy, but it has been a bit of fluctuation because you know, all this recent news. Nikkei um, has gone, basically, buy, buy across both medium, short, and long-term as well. Uh, there's a little bit of dittery, just like any other major index, but it's all pointing upwards. So one of the surprising things in, in recent months is... Um, I think the case continuing going higher and higher and higher, so it's 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 getting there. So maybe a good omen for the Japanese um, next year. I think doing some sort of um, there's some games going on is that over over there. So um, it'll be good um, for them anyway if they can keep the yen down because that'll be easier. You know, more people 
cheaper exchange rate, more people going to spend over in, in in Japan. Hopefully, that bring the the um, local uh, market going back up. So uh, watch this space. Next is silver. It's very similar to gold. Just exact same as gold. Uh, short term is a sell. Medium long term is basically uh, neutral. Uh, the Chinese yuan, um, US dollar, I guess Chinese yuan. This is uh, very very uh, volatile. Short term, medium term, all going to sell now. Long term is neutral. Um, last week, short term is still a buy, you know, and medium term is is neutral. Now, the medium term is turned to sell. What really happened is, I think. Um, um, it just to 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 this recent recent tweets about you know possible deal with uh, China between U.S. and China, and basically, uh, I think gone. Um, what you call it, the the Chinese yuan has strengthened like four cents against U.S. dollar, and it really go back down up uh, and strengthening, and then now it's come back down again. So it's very far up and down within a couple of days. So it's a lot of movement over there. So um, definitely this trade deal, uh, whatever it is, it has. Uh, definitely impact between the currency uh, between US dollar and uh, Chinese yuan so watch out uh, next is Japanese yen so US dollar against Japanese yen uh, short term is a sell long and medium term is a buy so um, it, it's sort of you know Japanese yen has been trying to break back above 200 day moving average many times and this time seems to be holding so let's see how it goes um, the next is obviously the British pounds against the Japanese yen against US dollars is buy across the board, short, medium, long terms all across the board. And Bitcoin, as before like last week, short term and long term is sell and medium term is neutral. There is, it's quite funny if you look at YouTube and other news um, online, there's a lot of people say, yeah, um, there's a, quite a bit of camp saying Bitcoin is going down to the pants, you know, 3,000, 6,000, whatever that town is, or 5,000. But it's also a lot of people thinking there's some, you know, this just made uh, um, temporary hiccups and people still looking at 10, 20, 30, 40,000 for Bitcoin. So I don't know, but as far as my system's telling me, it is uh, a sale at the moment. Okay, so before I stop, I think there's a big lessons to learn here for the British pounds. Now let me go back to my chart, okay? So recently, the mo if you if um if you have been looking at the British pounds, you know you're a currency trader. You know the the pounds has been quite quite well, uh, basically uh, against the U.S. dollars, uh, doing quite well U.S. dollar against the Japanese yen as well. I mean the whole thing started off um in about May April last year, and um <coughs> the British pound really loses strength and not doing well. And really go back down against these two in U.S. dollars and Japanese yen, and uh, back down to about August, September time, when uh, Boris Johnson come back in, uh, came came in, and Theresa May lose out, and then the pound basically strengthened because they knew um, Boris Johnson is more, you know, towards the Brexit. It is more, you know, more determined and got a charisma to try to do things. Okay, there were some hiccups how he had handled his Brexit and try to renegotiate things with the Europeans and come back to the UK government and you know, reject it all and then he called the general election. But overall, you can see the chart pattern on you on British pounds again, US dollar and Japanese yen is is quite positive and you actually sees it. And then it's, it's moving ahead, uh, ahead uh, uh, basically across the board more or less. Uh, against other currency and the, the trend following system actually catches it even if it has been volatile initially when especially the changing from Theresa May to, to Boris 
Johnson, uh, the change of guard, so to speak, that's a bit uh, you know, volatile. But more or less, it's been upward uh, trajectory. And the trend following system caught it. Okay, It caught it from basically when the, when the British pound was going down against US dollar and against Japanese yen, and then caught it again you know, recently from, from October, basically going up from um, um, yeah, October onwards to, to now. So, so for example, you go back and just look at specifically British pounds against Japanese yen, Okay, if you have a chart in front of you, look at look look at it. From <coughs> if if you have a two ATR system, just like what I use, you know, draw a line on your chart and things like that. You have caught, you know, from May until August um, this year, there was a major downtrend, and you can call like you know ten, I think it was like ten ten yen or something. You know, caught quite a lot of, I think fourteen yen, quite a lot of uh, big movement in there, and that space across three months. You know, three, three and a half months of counting. So this is what trend following is, okay? It takes some time to actually establish. When it's established, it, it should just run. And the, the real thing here, trend following, different from other trading thing is, it first of all, is it just does not pretend, um, try to predict. It doesn't know. As far as just very human, it's like I don't have a... Um, um, a crystal ball to tell me where where certain price is going or not. So we just basically follow the system, and the system keep on saying stay there and stay there and stay there and stay there until you know from May to August again, from October and up to up to now still continuing, um, um on 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 this this time is on the buy side now. Now both of these times you know if people trade uh, British pounds against the yen or British pound against US dollar they will make quite a lot of money this year. But only if they have catched the big trend. So first of all, trend following is you're looking at a big long trend and you try to catch them. Pro- promise you don't know when. If it happens, how long it takes. But if your system says so, take it and just continuing. The most difficult part I feel personally when I you know um, get get my head around on on the trend following uh, methodologies. Um, <clears throat> you try to catch long term trend. It takes weeks, months, sometimes maybe years. Okay, and you really have this tendency in your mind to say, "Oh, I'm gonna lose out. I'm gonna lose out. There's some negative comes out now. Oh, what happened? I'm gonna better better put the money uh, in in my pocket, close close the trade, and and get the money put in the bank, and don't follow the system. That's especially this long term running of a trend. People feel you know worried, scared, emotionally, money per, more or less uh, emotionally burning." holes in the pocket and they really worry and they don't follow system and that is the one thing that you know i want to put forward to people that you know trend following is long-term thing but also it it's not just a mathematical thing following the rules it's very much a training for your mental state as well you need to have the maturity to follow through the system it's no point whatever system out there okay they have so many win weight or whatever they might say on paper it's fantastic making all this money but when you, as an individual, actually take that uh, methodology or strategy, whatever tactics it is, and if you did not follow through exactly what I say on the tin from the strategy, you are not going to make the exact outcome as what is projected or shown by you, whatever method you bought or, or set up yourself. Okay, this is quite you know something that you need to learn from. So in trend following, it really boggles people's mind that how they can hold on long term and not to you know cash out so to speak. You know, the system still say sell, don't do anything, sell, don't do anything for months, 
and then you keep on having your money building up, building up, building up. A lot of time probably a lot more than what you used to, you know. And then every time there's negative news coming up from the market and the price moved down, it hasn't touched the stop loss yet. And you move down, you say, oh no, I'm going to lose all this money. And people, a lot of people just haven't got that mental mindset to say, all right, I'm not going to do anything until my system says so. Okay? And hold on. And that, for me, I, I tried a couple of times. It's really mind-boggling. It, it sort of, you know, it doesn't doesn't hurt you physically, but hurts you mentally because you just thought, oh, crap! I better take this money or I'm gonna lose it. But my system say, you know, it's still a sale. You know, don't don't touch it. You know, just let it go, let it run. This is a rule number one. You know, cut your losses quickly. Let your winner one. If the choice winning, let it run. But this rule, nobody tells you the mental challenge to you. Depends on how your makeup mentally is. It could be quite very, very challenging. Especially you're not used to. You used to short term thing, just something very quickly. In and out, within an hour, within days, maybe a couple of weeks, that kind of thing. And suddenly you face it with a long term system, like trend following, and tell you for months don't do anything. And your money is slowly piling up, but you think, oh. It's not gonna lose now. It's not gonna get, you know, disappear now because you know one reversal can take everything out. And people are so worry about you know the the trading thing because they somehow they have a predefined mindset to, um, or feel uh, bias to say, oh, it's going down. Therefore, it's going down. Just that's it, and just going to go down. But the price of the market to say no, it's not going down. It's going up, and people. You know, don't have their head screwed up that way. Just always think, you know, the market have to bend towards your view and do whatever you think, and it had to follow whatever you think. But no, the market's got to do its things. The best you can do is have a system that catches the trend and have the mentality and maturity and the skill to follow it through. So if you've been using trend following system, and for the last I don't know nine months, so to speak. Six to nine months, you make quite a bit of money out of British pounds trade. That's for me anyway, and I think the people should look at the British pounds against Japanese yen and against U.S. dollar and try to learn from it. You know the type of breath that it takes, the time frame it takes. It's not the. Uh, I've got nothing against uh, day trader, but day trader lose out on. I have to go back in and out every day. You know, whatever time frame you are, and forget about it. it could be a long trend. That long trend takes months, maybe years to set up, and you keep on going in now, in now. Okay, now you don't have all this. You know, I think some uh, brokers actually have zero, you know, a commission going in out of market. But then you still do like you know, going market all the time, back in and out, in and out, in and out. And um, sometimes maybe the best thing to do is go in, use a long term system, and just sit there and wait until long term system say turn. And you make a lot more money that way. Now that's just to me anyway. I, I find it much better using this kind of system, especially, especially, from my bottom of my heart. If you are a very busy person, you really don't have time to sit down. You want to catch the big trend. Trend following system, in my view, you say enough day data is the best, and it seems to work for me. It's just my strategy. It seems to work for my lifestyle. A very busy person, 
and I uh, got a job. I got four kids. Yeah, I have to send them back and forth. Everybody have kids, you know. I have four of them, and uh, they ranging from going to university, you know, from uh, thirteen years old, the youngest. So, so a lot of activities going on behind the scene here you know, in the, in the house, and also I'm trying to do trading, and also I got a full time job as well, that kind of thing. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, this trend following it fits my personality, but it took me a long time to actually learn it, and this is very much an example that you know uh, British pound against the yen if you actually grab this as an example and try to dissect it understand it and maybe follow through next time something similar happens to you like this then you see the power of trend following really can make you a lot of money but it takes a lot of mental um, maturity skills as well to actually get get it through so I hope that you you will go in and dissect this you know Jap- um, British pounds again Japanese yen and have a look for yourself and learn from it and I think that's one of the things that you can you you, you, sh- you should be able to take some lessons out of this and then um, and hopefully you, you you can make some money next time similar things happening so uh, in the meantime you have any issues you know want me to dissect a bit more about the, the British pounds Japanese yen things you know email me and um, it's, it, I'm going to put it in the, my description for this uh, podcast and just we can chit chat and talk about it okay I uh, hope you like this episode and I speak to you soon bye